1: Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you
0: believe? Oh, happy Thursday. It's the FCS Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Joe Deleone. Now, Joe, I'm going to set you up with an impression here when the music dies down a little, okay? No, give it to me now. No, no, no. I'm going to give you an impression. All right. All right.
1: Give it to me straight, Doc. Okay. You ready? Uh. Uh. Is this the impression? (laughs) <laughs> no, but that'd be a great impression of you for warm ups. Okay, ready?
0: The Phillies are gonna win the East!
1: All right, ready? One more time. The Phillies are gonna win the East! It's bad. It's a. I. Get to the, uh, I, okay, I'll give, give to second, the, I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. Get to the okay. ooh game of the week. I'm done with this already. I wear glasses. Okay, I, who's that I, who's I, that I, of? I, I'm done with this already. Go uh, to the ooh game of the week. Who, who's the impression of? It's over. Sean. I'm just wondering. It's over.
0: Who, who, who's nah, the impression let's of? Let
1: the, let's let the listeners figure that out. It's
0: a happy Thursday. The Phillies on Tuesday, it was announced Were eliminated from playoff contention for the MLB playoffs. Gosh, that makes my day. I do a show with a Phillies fan who is so delusional and so upset at the world. How you liking the, How you liking Bryce, man? You liking Bryce there? I'm just
1: not going to say You, you just
0: like, oh, man. I'm not going to say anything. That's okay, because Howie Kendrick Mm. is batting better than Bryce Harper ever has in Washington.
1: Oh, don't act like you were all butthurt when he
0: left. I mean, he was the face of the franchise. You're going to get a little upset. But, I mean, come on, dude. Now we get to resign Rendon, and we're making the playoffs. You're not going to make the playoffs. And we're going to win the wild card game against Milwaukee, because they don't have Yelich anymore. Did you just
1: say Milwaukee? Milwaukee. You said the Phillies were going to win the East, so I don't want to hear it. Milwaukee. Is, the, do, <laughs> is that anything you think you, It's the neighboring town of Jabbawocke <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, our roommate Ivory Pronounced Albany Albany Did he really? Yeah oh. <laughs> What what word did Ivory not know last year? I forget which one it was It was enunciate I think Yes Oh Ivory <laughs> Alright Go ahead Sean I'm on the wrong show sheet Attaway <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay the Thursday episode this is where we preview all of the important FC action FCS action going into the weekend
1: that's not a bad name for it FC action, <laughs> FC action. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: could be a, a TV network the FC action network there we go uh but first as you if you are a consistent listener you know we are going into the uwu games of the week and if you are new this is where we preview the two most important games that we see fit to preview in depth the first game that we're going to be well, previewing you
1: keep, it. you keep not saying the full name It's the ooh game of the week Would you get the hell off my back <laughs>
0: <laughs> The first game We're going to be going over Is number 12 Maine Going against number 8 Villanova If you're sick of hearing us talk about Villanova Well suck it up They're an exciting team.
1: (laughs) That's awfully aggressive, (laughs) don't you think? You know, you just
0: want—it's just the matchups that we're dealt here, and when we like to cover ranked matchups between, you know, ranked teams, obviously. And there are other good games going on uh, with teams that are very exciting and interesting. Like, I would love to cover Kennesaw uh, State's uh, game this week. But it's not the best matchup, so that's what we're
1: going for. I mean, realistically, when we do the recap show, we reevaluate and we look at, all right, one of the the, the preview show games was a blowout or it was lopsided. There's no point in breaking that down. Might as well take a close one right. that had some type of uh, situation that is very key for the outcome of the season involved. I'm
0: just looking at, We're going to get right to it. I'm just looking at your keys to victory for the next uh, slot of games after this. Joe? That's something else. Uh, okay. But for Maine, Joe, what's your key to victory for them to beat Villanova?
1: Well, for Maine, I, I think that you just need to play cleanly. This Villanova defense has been very, very good um, over the first few weeks of the season. They're only allowing. Um, sorry, trying to work my way around this <laughs> no. microphone. Oh my God. <laughs> um, they're only allowing 94.5 rush yards per game and then 252 passing, which is pretty good production defensively. You have a quarterback in Chris Ferguson who's very, very explosive and he can throw for 400 yards if you need him to, but those 400 yards don't really matter if you're throwing three interceptions like he did against Towson. So they can force turnovers, they can get those sacks, they can make those plays, they have a very good secondary. You need to play cleanly and eliminate those turnovers and keep them from Keeping you out of the game because you're going to have, be productive. You're going to be able to move the ball. If you leave points on the board, you know that that's that's ultimately going to be the deciding factor for them. Do you think it's fair
0: that we're labeling Chris Ferguson as like a turnover machine? I mean, that's not what you no, said. No, he's just sometimes he just, tends to be a little bit risky with his decision making. I know he had one tough game where he threw four picks and 400 yards. It there just is. seems like anecdotal, a little early on in the season. um For me, keys to victory for Maine, you fill the box. Stop Villanova's run. You know that they're going to run the ball, and they're going to chuck the ball deep. That's their one and two. Fill that box. Stop them from running all over you. That's what you need to do. That's your number one key to victory. Second of all, you need to trust your DBs. Trust your DBs against these Villanova wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I think a do you big, need to step out. No, I don't need to step out. <laughs> are, are you okay? I, I, I think a big emphasis, though. I don't do this on your saying, show. Tr- in trusting your your defensive backs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <know>, sorry. <laughs> Am I boring you? <laughs> no, you're not. Um, okay, lock it in. Okay, trust no, your I defensive just, okay, backs. I was. They're yes. all
0: conference for a reason, Joe.
1: They have the uh, Villanova does, or sorry, not Villanova. Maine obviously has very a very good secondary. Um, they lost some key players in their linebacking core, but that secondary with Manny Patterson is very, very good, and they could make things very, very difficult for Daniel Smith if they have a good game. Now, Joe, for Villanova, your keys to victory. I think you just need to keep running the ball. If you look at the statistics, Maine's allowing 197 yards per game. That's a pretty egregious of a total to be allowing almost 200 yards rushing a game, and you're an offense that's averaging 250 yards rushing a game that's just easy pickings run the ball on first down run the ball on second down oh and then on third down run the ball again if you end up on fourth down run the ball don't even bother punting it just every single chance you get in good situations run the ball um I think that will help set up play action for Daniel Smith I I realistically I don't think Daniel Daniel Smith is a good quarterback right now and we've seen that but I don't know if I can really trust him to be able to take over this game if, if Justin Covington can't take it over um if you need him to, to really be relied on in third and long because they're not moving the ball on first and second down and they're getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage, then it's going to be a long day. They're not going to be as productive on offense. I agree. And my key to victory. Now,
0: I'm a hypocrite here. Pressure Chris Ferguson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Try to get him to throw a pick yeah. or
0: two. Uh, but a bigger one of that for Villanova. Keep spreading the ball around uh, to your entire offense. Eight different players caught the ball last Saturday. That's uh, pr- that's really good. for. It's very difficult to game plan against eight different players touching the ball in the, just the receiving game. I think five different players rush the ball. So if you have that many pieces on offense uh, just working together and giving different looks and you have to game plan for different players, that's going to make it harder for Maine. So if you can keep more people active in the offense and you can trust that they are going to go out there and produce, that's what I think you should do.
1: Yeah, when you're looking at this team offensively, they they had 52 points last week. That's an incredible number to put up that many points against a Towson team. So just being explosive, relying on that, and relying on the fact that you have a good run game is just very, very key. If you try to get too cute with things, if you think you can catch them by surprise with Daniel Smith... You're going to regret it because Manny Manny Patterson and that that secondary will take advantage of it. Now that is some very astute
0: observation and analysis for our first game from both of us. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back there. High five. Thank you. Okay. Rejected. All right. Uh keys to victory for our second game. We've got Northern Iowa playing Weber State. And I'm going to start it off here. Northern Iowa, you need to start faster on offense. You had 3 points in the first half last week, you need to try to get Weber State to adjust their game plan first. I mean, that's just a big rule of thumb for all offenses. Strike for, f- strike first and strike fast. I know also Northern Iowa, they were playing Iowa, uh, Iowa State uh, their first game. They didn't score any points in the first half. But you have to try really hard to come out there and be explosive and take Weber State by surprise if you can. You just need to – Weber State is going to be pretty prepared for you given that they're coming off a of bye
1: week – but you need to start fast. It's something that you've been uh, lacking in previous weeks. It's a shame that Northern Iowa is dealing with the loss of Briley Moore, who's their incredible tight end, the you know the man with the man bun, who acknowledged that we uh, we spoke of him earlier in the uh, the off season, and it doesn't help that they're not being very effective in moving the ball uh, this season so far. They're only averaging 200 yards passing. They're only averaging 80 yards rushing. The defense has really been the redeeming quality for them. So I I, I just I think they need to find that next weapon. They need to find an outlet for them to move the move the ball because defensively, that's what's keeping them in games. And defensively, I would be relatively confident for them to slow down Weber State. But if you're not moving the ball and you're not putting points on the board and you don't have any... Anyone having an explosive day, you're you're just not going to, you're n- you're not going to come out with a victory. Weber State's too good of a football team. Astute, astute. What is with your <laughs> astute? <laughs> just God, Weber State. <coughs> oh. oh. Jesus, that's the worst
0: on the show. Weber State. You're coming off a of bye week. You have to find a way to get Josh Davis going. I mean, it has been too long, too deep into the season for him not to be playing up to the level that he's capable of. He he won the FCS Jerry Rice Award uh, last year. He is obviously talented. If if He's probably the most talented person on your offense, if not your team. You need him to get the ball and touch the ball more. His stats are not reflective of how much potential he has to dominate. Um, you just need to find a way to get him to step up this week.
1: They've been a really heavy run team this year and you said josh davis being that that guy that they've been able to lean on and they it, when he came in he was really that option for him so i completely agree with you in saying that he needs to get going um i, I think I, I think another thing too is just being strong and and slowing down northern iowa's run right now they're uh weaver state's giving up about 150 rush yards per game. That, that is a bit of a, a weakness for them. It's not a great statistic, but if you can kind of lock down and keep them under that 150-yard mark uh, for a team that's not really throwing the ball very well, it's a way to keep them out of it. Now we're moving on to our upset watch.
0: We have one this week. Nichols and Texas State picked out by yours truly. I don't see much from Texas State. Uh, just as a talent-wise, even uh, on the FBS level, they don't seem to be a major threat to many teams on their level, or I'd say top-level teams in the FCS. I think Nichols is talented on both sides of the ball to to give them a real run for their money this upcoming
1: week. This might be one of the most compelling upset bids we have for an opportunity. Texas State has not been a good team. I believe they actually did move up from FCS. I want to say over five years ago, might not be hundred percent correct on that, but I do know that they weren't always an FBS program. Um, Nichols, very good team, ranked team right now. They have been consistent so far They're I don't know. I don't remember the specific spot where they are ranked, but still very, very good team. Texas state is just one of those bottom feeding FBS programs. I would compare them to Western Kentucky as far as not being a very standout program, one that displays consistency and, and I, I've said this before and I will keep saying it if you're not a good FBS program why in the hell would you schedule a game against a very good FCS team like is that is that how you're going to warm yourself up it
0: makes no sense because if you lose there's still a national narrative that they are that an FCS team is that much worse than an FBS team which they aren't but the Nash the, the narrative for that is that they are
1: mm-hmm. so
0: if you lose to them it's quote unquote even more embarrassing for your program so it doesn't make sense to me because you're just getting a, an FCS team higher up in the rankings if they win, and you're just going to boost them up for the whole season.
1: Yeah, I I, I still don't really understand, and I think it's a lot of FBS teams not really caring or paying attention. They just think, oh, like oh, FCS team, this is going to be a walkover. Nichols, uh, Nichols State, very very good team. They're going to come out here and be be ready to dominate them. Now, Joe. Yes. Oh, now now he's alive. We have. Yeah. I've been alive this whole time. Yeah, debatable. We have. Your favorite FCS football game show, FC Estimates, where we give you our game picks. Thank you for the uh, inanimate uh, movements like you were playing an instrument, Sean. We are giving you our game picks. We are. It was a difficult Because
0: <laughs> <related laughs> <laughs> <laughs> now he's a win. Okay,
1: here we go. And here at FC <laughs> Estimates, we are competing to see if you can pick the most games right. And before we do that, we are going to take a look at last week's games. Monmouth, Montana State. Sorry, Monmouth, Montana Sean and I both got that one right. Lamar, southeast Louisiana. Uh, Sean got that one right. Joe got that one wrong. First lead that he's ever taken. Norfolk State, <laughs> Montana State. Sean, two for three. Joe, two for three. Eastern Washington, Idaho. Joe got the upset. Three for four. Two for four for Sean. Northern Arizona. Sean got that one wrong again. Joe, four for five. This is where I start to pull away, folks. Who did Northern Arizona cool. play? Uh, Northern Arizona, Illinois State.
0: And Illinois State won because I have them underlined okay thank you you wanted to read out now
1: beat Marist Joe five for six Sean now two for six still pulling away here folks Penn Delaware beating Penn six for seven for Joe three for seven for Sean Davidson Campbell getting the victory over Davidson Joe six for eight got that one wrong Sean ended up also getting that one wrong Murray State Moorhead State figged you out there a little bit folks (laughs) Uh, we ended up getting this one right because Murray State got the victory so Sean Since you're my wonderful assistant on this game show, don't you call me an assistant? You're my Vanna White on this game show. Oh my God. What are the numbers? What are the standings numbers?
0: Statistically, it's impossible for me to have another 44% week, but 4 for 9 evens out to 44% for my weekly total. Joe, 7 for 9, a smooth 77%. Yes. And the season totals. I'm sitting at 16 for
1: 36 at, guess what, folks, 44%. How many weeks in a row have you done that? You've done this for four weeks. Yeah, but how many times have you done that? I,
0: I'm trying to go down and check that.
1: Mathematically,
0: I'm looking at it every week. And uh, what's my uh, percentage? Let me get to it here. Joe's season total, 25 for 36, 69%.
1: <laughs> Uh, Thank you, Sean, for letting me know that I'm doing so much better than you. I continue to pull away each each week, and I'm going to do it again this week. We're giving you the game picks. Here are the games that we have on tap. Maine, Villanova. Sean, who are you picking?
0: Hmm.
1: How could I not pick Villanova? Villanova. Villanova, Northern Illinois, Weber State. Uh, (laughs) Northern Illinois. Weber, wait, uh, no, Northern Iowa-Weber State. That's why I got tripped up. You keep putting in Northern Illinois. Yeah, it's it's auto, Northern it's, it's Iowa. O- it's autocorrecting. It's yeah, not sure. my fault. Northern <laughs> Iowa-Weber State. Um,
0: I don't think Weber State gets... Oh. Northern
1: <laughs> Iowa. Weber State for Joe. Montana-UC Davis. UC Davis bounces back. montana jmu elon is JMU get their first loss of the year, Joe. No, JMU. JMU Delaware State NCAA NCA and T. That's always the hardest. <laughs> I swear, I always struggle with that name. NCA
0: and, and T is going to beat Delaware State.
1: Yeah, I'm picking NCA and T as well. North Dakota, Eastern Washington. Why don't you take this one first, Joe? Um, Eastern Washington. I'm taking North Dakota Citadel Samford. Ooh, Citadel. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Citadel as well, Cal Poly, Southern Utah. Southern Utah. I'm gonna go with Cal Poly. I am always gonna be a supporter of them. All right, that's gonna be the last pick for us, Sean. Why don't you wrap things up with our uh, favorite segment? Well, we have two more segments, Joe. If you cared,
0: to two all more seg- about
1: the Thursday shows. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about. I care about the Thursday show. Okay, I write one joke in the doc. <laughs> oh my while god, you're talking. you didn't need
0: to break kayfabe. <laughs> okay.
1: I didn't need we to have break a what? Thursday. Wait, I didn't need to break what? would you say?
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you after. Okay, you know all right, go KJB ahead. Is? I'm going to have to lecture you. I didn't hear what you said. Kwame's Corner for the Thursday show. It's back and it's strong. From Adam Sabula. Not sure if he follows me back yet. <laughs> Idaho goes to Northern Colorado and wins. Are Vandals a potential playoff contender moving into second half of the season?
1: Yes. We yeah we discussed this in the in the recap show. I think that they are on the right trajectory for momentum. Albeit Eastern Washington isn't a great team. If they come out here and beat Northern Colorado, that momentum is going to be in their favor. They're two and two uh,
0: right now. It's still a good they're a good looking two and two team. Our second question from Kwame's corner, Nick Massaroni. Who is your one seed for the pl- if the playoffs started today? JMU or NDSU and why? Both schools have pre- performed exceptionally well against tough competition. WVU for JMU and UCD for NDSU. But only one can claim the top spot come bracket time.
1: My pick is consistently going to be North Dakota State just because they're the only team on a 20 plus game winning streak. They're the only team that Continuously rebounds after coaches leave and oh, quarterbacks leave. That's a good point. And Trey Lance, I think, is the most talented quarterback in the country
0: right now at FCS. I think they lose sometimes sometime this year, and JMU takes a spot.
1: Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost a game, but I still consider them to be the number one seed, regardless. Right. I mean, you pick two two teams that could easily be number one
0: seeds just with one loss for either team. Yeah. And now. I don't know how to lead into this Because it's just a It's so stupid But it's a segment Based off of the Rejected segments of the week our first segment that we rejected, the listener fight bracket. <laughs>
1: you want to explain that, or just no?
0: I, I'm assuming <laughs> we were having a conversation of which of our listen- our dedicated listeners could beat another up in a
1: fight. No, I don't think that's what it was. I think you just, I don't remember what it was. I don't think we were pinning people against each other. I think we were just saying, like, what, you know, what if we oh, put together f- a bracket? for the, for the corner? No, Is I, think, I think we were just saying that if we put together a bracket of our, our most well-known listeners who would come out on top. I think that's what the I, – I, I remember us talking about it. I don't remember what the discussion ah, was about. That's why
0: they rejected, people. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> they don't the, of that, you don't enough The second rejected segment of the week. Idaho ice cream potato. Joe, do you want to go into this one?
1: <laughs> I like how you didn't add in any of the other stuff I said. You just wrote down Idaho ice cream potato. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should
0: get them shipped to us and and eat them on air.
1: <laughs> no, I was just I thought it would be a uh, a good segment if we um if we discussed where the best place to get an Idaho ice cream potato would be. I, I happened to stumble upon this this article on. Uh, on Twitter, that was saying the best food from each state, in Idaho was the Idaho ice cream potato. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing to put ice cream on top of a potato. Um, Adam Sabula, I want to know more about this. Also, Is he Ryan, from Idaho, uh, I think he went to Idaho or one of those things. Also, Ryan, who sent the uh, the Idaho related question, I need to know more about these Idaho potatoes. Yeah,
0: they're gonna light you up if you I, don't know. I'm just
1: yeah, I'm just <laughs> curious. <laughs> Please send me a message or something. I, I want to know where I can get one. Um, If not, you know what? Sean and I will make them. We'll make them and we'll talk about them. What was New Jersey's, like, cigarette butts? <laughs> <laughs> Pollution. <laughs> 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 no, saltwater taffy. <laughs> oh, that's fun. What was Virginia? Peanuts. Why are you so, like, happy about that? Because <laughs> Virginia they, makes like, good. There, there <laughs> were all these, like, complicated, like, distinct foods. It's just like peanuts. We grow my, like peanuts. I guess the
0: agriculture it, uh, fits uh, peanut farmers, and they come out really good, man. That's how it is. Now, Joe, you know how the Thursday show goes, so you're going to wrap it up and do the work here.
1: All right, thank you for listening in, folks. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Joe DeLeon and at Sean Anderson 65 Also, be sure to follow Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram at Believe Podcasts, spelled B-L-E-A-V. Also, if you happen to stumble upon our show and you just started listening in, be sure to Subscribe, rate, and give us a review. You can find us anywhere. You can listen to a podcast. That's Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, the podcast Literally app. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere it's you anywhere. anywhere. If you find somewhere where we're not, I would like to know. Let us know. I would yeah. like to know. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> it's uh, keeping them up at night. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it might be easier just to say we're not on these and then just call it a day.
0: Um, um, you know what would be fun? What? Uh, if there are any listeners right now, Next week would you like to give your gamer tag out in case any listeners wanted to play any video
1: games with you? Uh no, I don't want to play 2K with anyone. <laughs> I'm just going to yell. I believe
0: my gamer tag is S Anderson 2960.
1: You're a little bit optimistic thinking that people haven't haven't uh, turned the show off because we If you want to play <laughs> the new
0: Call of Duty that comes out next week, let me know, you know? I, I think that'd be fun. They get a better sense of who we are.
1: You have that in your budget to buy the new Call of Duty pre get Young Thug tickets? I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Series pre-ordered. Also, if, if you can't find us anywhere, you can find us on the Believe.com website, v.com. There's also a plethora of different shows on there that you can take a listen to. If you're interested
0: Throw a shekel down Name a segment of our show Segment three on the Tuesday shows (laughs) Is still up for grabs If you have a small business And you know that you have listeners of this show That are located near you Name the show Fill our pockets up Help believe out Help us expand
1: That's aggressive (laughs) It would go go to the uh, the Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson Scholarship Fund (laughs) Right (laughs) Poor Joe DeLeon and (laughs) Sean Anderson (laughs) right. have a wonderful day